challenges that modern entrepreneurs must face, obstacles that can be turned into opportunities. Just a few of the things that we're going to talk about with Christine Brown Quinn, who insists that growth within a career can only be achieved through risk-taking. What are we talking about? Well, tune in and find out as episode number 136 starts right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, and I am excited to have a Amazon best-selling author with me right now, and her name is Christine Brown Quinn, and she has a book called Unlock Your Career Success, Knowing the Unwritten Rules Changes Everything, and she calls herself the female capitalist, and you can find out more about her at Christine Brown, that's all one word, and then dash Quinn.com. So Christine Brown dash Quinn.com. And of course, we're going to have links to her book and her website and all that stuff in the show notes. But Christine, welcome to the podcast. And I thank you so much for being here. And um, I'd love you to expand on the uh, bio. Uh, thank you so much, Jeff. Great, great to be here. And I obviously love the title of this, this podcast, Women Really Mean Business. That speaks absolutely to to my focus and to, to my agenda. I, in terms of my background, so I'm currently, let me work backwards, I'm currently based in the UK and I'm running the Female Capitalist, which is a coaching consultancy, where my mission is really to help women progress their careers and to enjoy them. Now, how did I get here? I, I, if you, you know, you'd ask me when I was in the midst of my corporate career, which was mostly in banking, that I would be doing what I'm doing now, I would have said, you're nuts. You're absolutely crazy. But my story is I have an undergraduate degree in foreign languages, did an MBA in international business, and from that I was hired directly by an international bank in London. Absolutely loved it. And most of my career, therefore, has been in London in banking. Uh, and the area was kind of sales and marketing, um, really exciting times in the early 90s. Uh, London was really investing in, you know, quote, talent in terms of upgrading its financial center, which, you know, as you know, is a global global capital. So I started out in, in um, kind of sales and marketing for short-term money market product. And then through, really through relationships, and networking, I was then asked to interview for a job moving into more of a business management role at another international bank. And I kept saying to my friend, oh, you know, I'm busy, Mark. I, I you know, I, I don't know. And then I thought, hold on a second. Why, I, you know, what, it, why don't I go and just have a conversation? And, uh, and I'm so glad I did because then my career Although I had to leave the client business, which I loved, I then started focusing on all of the fixed income products, and that was really interesting. And we were obviously continuing to grow and acquire new businesses. And then, so I was in, in, in banking through the financial crisis, and I guess it was about 2010, I was asked to do a talk at the launch of a women's network. I, you know, thinking back, I'm really embarrassed, but I said, what's a women's network? And they said, Christine, you know, you look around, there aren't, there just aren't many senior women in, in, in banking, and we really want to do something about that at our institution. 
So I thought, okay, well, what would you like me to talk about? We'd like you to talk about how you had this career. You're an MD. There aren't many managing directors, female managing directors, and you had a family. You know, we want to know how you did it. And I was just stunned. Well, did what? Like, what do you mean? And, and that really kind of changed direction for me. So then I did this talk at the launch of this network, and a little voice in my head said, Christine, this is what you should be doing, really sharing and giving back to other women about how to approach that challenge of, of managing the family, developing a family, and your career at the same time. So that's kind of my story and how it shifted from really being so focused on the business and banking and not realizing that we were that we were leaving behind so many talented women. Well, let's talk about your book and I'd like to focus on this because knowing the unwritten rules changes everything. So that is an extremely interesting subtitle and I'm sure it's just chock full of great career advice not only for women trying to make it to the C-suite, but uh, entrepreneurs and everything. It just sounds like great career advice. So tell me all about that, you know, why you wrote that, and what are those unwritten rules? It was interesting. With this launch of the Women's Network Network and doing the talk, I then decided, obviously, to set up my own business, the female capitalist, and I left banking. From that, I wrote my first book, and that was all about how your personal life helps your career and vice versa. So then I'm in, I'm running a business now, it's been 10 years. In 2019, it was just extraordinary. Within the space of like six weeks, I had maybe five people say to me, you know, Christine, you should write another book. We, you know, your style, it feels like you're talking to me. And I said, well, what would I write about? I was really kind of puzzled. And literally, Jeff, I woke up one morning and the whole book was in my head. I thought, oh my gosh, there's patterns. I see patterns. From all the women that I coach, and I, I do coach mostly women, I saw that actually in terms of their career progression, it wasn't about whether they were competent, qualified, whether they knew their stuff, whether they were technical. It was really around what was their network like, who knew them in the organizations and their industry, who was championing their careers, who was opening doors for them. And that was the unwritten rules, and I came up with 10 of them. And they're all around the soft skills and mindset that are career critical. That's, that's what I mean by the, by the unwritten rules. So what would be your advice to the listeners right now? And they're maybe at a, maybe they're at a decision point in their career, maybe a frustration point, maybe something that, you know, they're putting a lot of effort in, but it's just not happening for them. And I'm sure you've coached many people through this. So if you could maybe talk directly to the audience right now as to if they are feeling that way or if they don't feel like they're getting everything they can out of their career or business, what would be your tips for them? Yeah, the number one thing I would say is we've experienced phenomenal change, and obviously the COVID virus accelerated that change. The change was already happening, but then it was accelerated. Some of the experts have said, you know, we've done five years of change in nine months. And the key is that in an environment where there is so much change and disruption, it's so key that you're aligning your career or your business to the future. Look to the future. What are the big issues that need to be solved, right? What are the big trends? If you're working in an organization, what is their strategy? And align yourself to that. Now, one of the myths is around promotion, 
is that we're getting, quote, rewarded for the great job that we did. The reality, however, is different. I have been in these meetings. I've been in these meetings where we're looking at promotion lists. And it's all about who do you want on your team given what we're trying to solve in the future, not in the past. And so that's why it's so crucial to link what you're, you know, what you're interested in and where you feel that you're at your best. You know, you're at your best. I know that, that speaks to one of the Athena values, you know, around authenticity, but it, it's, it's true. Being at your best and where it's a win-win. You're being at your best and you're, you're focusing on something that the organization, it's, it's going to help them. It's going it's to make an, make an impact. So I would say that is the number one strategy. And it was always important, Jeff, but oh my gosh, in this environment of phenomenal, phenomenal change and disruption, more so than ever. Yeah, and I have to timestamp this interview. We're recording this. Well, for you, since it's you are in the UK right now, it's afternoon for you. It's morning for me, and it's uh, Saturday, November 21st, 2020. Hopefully, by the time that you are listening, speaking to the listeners, of course, by the time you're listening to this interview, the COVID crisis is behind us. But at any rate, I uh, wanted to let you know when Christine and I are recording this. So, so Christine, you know, knowing that we've undergone a lot of change and that we expect change to occur for quite some time here would be my guess – what would you tell people as far as what kind of skills that should they be developing right now? And I know you just touched on that a second ago, but like specifically, if you were in business today, what would you be doing? Well, uh, one thing is, one obvious thing is around, around the technology, right? Is really thinking about how whatever business that you're in, everybody's got to get to grips with how do I become a better business? How do I serve my customers better through technology, through leveraging technology, through leveraging, through leveraging data? That has got to be, it's no longer kind of an extra. That is just so integral, I think, to every business. And what I would say is that also the upside of so much change, and I've coached so many clients over the last nine months on this, is that it also means that, number one, the old rules around an organization or an industry or old way of thinking, I should say, they're being more easily broken. And that's a good thing because sometimes you can get into an, to an industry or an organization and you just feel so hampered by, oh, it has to be done this way. But one thing that we have learned is that actually we, we've, got to create, we've got to create new ways of thinking. And so the point is that it's an opportunity then to think about okay, well, now in this new environment, looking forward, where are the opportunities? Okay, there's, there's, there has been challenges, but that means there has got to be the other side. There's got to be the opportunity. There has to be a market that's not served well or a need. Okay, so when you are, let me just also ask you what you would suggest somebody that maybe want, suggest to somebody that maybe wants to make a similar pivot to you, so maybe they do want to move from maybe a corporate environment to their to a business like you did, become an entrepreneur. Uh, we just have a few minutes left before we get to our last few questions, but I'm sure people would be interested in knowing how you were able to pivot and flourish. Yeah, I think the number one resource, I think, is networking. So what I did was I had this idea about how I would create this business. wasn't sure what the, quote, the products were, 
One of the resources that I used a lot in thinking about my business was Simon Sinek's book, and he did, he's done TED Talks as well, starting with why. So why am I doing this? Okay, it was clear. It was really about helping other women. And so I put up together a few slides. I had an idea that I would write this book that would give me credibility status in my new, in my new field. And I just started networking with people, mostly originally when I started out, in banking because that's all I knew. But it's amazing as you start to talk to people that first that you know and trust, they then give you good advice and, and honest feedback. And what amazed me is how quickly, by articulating what I was interested in and what I was thinking, how quickly my network then developed. I was connecting with people who were absolutely relevant to what I was trying to do. An old colleague said, oh, you know, my sister, you know, she, she's head of talent and acquisition at this organization, and, and I have a good friend that's running this nonprofit, and I think they could really um, use a speaker. And So all of a sudden, just through networking, I was able to put together a solid business plan. So it's strategic networking, coming up with your message, trying it out, and then as you continue to network, it really helps you articulate more and more about what you're trying to do. And the reality is, like I think especially if you're an entrepreneur starting out on your own, it's trying different things. What works? What doesn't work? What do you enjoy? I think that's a big one because what you enjoy, that's where you get your energy from. So when I'm coaching business owners, I'll always ask, tell me what energizes you because time is your most precious asset where you know, it's really important that you're spending time on the things that are really continuing to feed your creativity and your energy. Well, let's pivot to our last few questions here. And, of course, we're going to have links to all the things that you have, your books, your website, christinebrown-quinn.com. Also, I'll have a link to Athena International because, Christine, you just mentioned Athena International and the eight Athena leadership principles. In fact, I'm going to suggest Martha Mertz's book to really dive, take a deep dive on those principles. And of course, I'll link to all that stuff. But uh, Christine, are there any other things that you think you'd mentioned Simon Sinek? And, you know, of course, we're, we're going to link to all your stuff, but are there any, any other things you think our audience should plug into? Well, one of the things, especially when you're dealing with so much change and that, and you said, you know, okay, what are the skills? You know, that will, that I need to develop. Well, one is, I think, certainly the interpersonal skills and building relationships is kind of the yin and yang with technology. That humanity piece is, is going to be increasingly important. And in that area, I would suggest a book, one of my favorites around mindset, a growth mindset, is Dr. Carol Dweck's book, Fulfilling Your Potential Through a Growth Mindset. That really, for me, it kind of highlighted some of the things that I was already doing and why I was successful, because I am positive, but it also really, really makes clear that there is no such thing as failure if you're learning, because how else, I mean, we're so hard on ourselves, and, and you're talking about an entrepreneur, we're so hard on ourselves, like, okay, the first time we try something, we think it's going to be brilliant. Well, that's unlikely, right? Practice does make perfect, so that's definitely one of my favorites. All right, I'm going to give you the floor now, Christine Brown-Quinn, and we do this on every podcast, of course, where we hand the mic over to our guest and have them address the audience with whatever they would like to talk about. So, Christine Brown-Quinn, the floor is yours. Well, I would really like to, to make a pitch for why risk-taking is so important, and, 
And that, when I say risk-taking, I mean, first and foremost, from a personal perspective, you know, doing things outside of your comfort zone. And that, and everybody's comfort zone is obviously going to be different. But another discovery for me or a confirmation from all of the clients that I've worked with over the last 10 years is that generally it was one, it's one thing that they did that was a big risk that then accelerated their career, took them to a level and a direction that they would never have reached had they not taken that risk. And it's not taking silly risks, it's doing your due diligence. But without risk, we don't have that return. We don't have that, that personal, you know, that personal growth. And if I look back on my own career, certainly taking a risk, moving my toddlers and my hubby leaving his job of, of 10 years and moving to the UK for this new job in banking, huge personal risks. Obviously, career risks. I was working for somebody that, that I hadn't worked for before. But that really transitioned me into a, a career in banking that I absolutely loved and enjoyed. Well, she's the female capitalist, Christine Brown Quinn, author of Unlock Your Career Success, Knowing the Unwritten Rules Changes Everything. You can find out more about her at christinebrown-quinn.com. Also, her other book is called Step Aside, Superwoman. And if your books are even a quarter as interesting as you are, then your books must be super incredible. Because I, I tell you, Christine Brown Quinn, I really appreciate your time and all of the uh, great stuff that you brought to the podcast this week. And, you know, thank you uh, for making time for us across the pond, as they say. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Jeff. Our next guest, Jennifer Peake, understands the mechanics of business foundations, and she knows what works and what doesn't. You're going to learn the biggest indicators of success and weakness within a business and also how to make sure your endeavors are profitable. Here's a little bit from Jennifer. You really can't underestimate the need to be flexible in your business. And I I prefer that word a little bit more than pivot, which is something I think we've heard a lot of in 2020. But the basics of it are the same. And that is always be prepared for the unexpected as much as you possibly can. And having a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of, but having some key systems and processes in place so that you don't get surprised. And that's really, I think, the biggest thing that that sucks the energy out of businesses and business owners is feeling like you're constantly taking one punch after another, um, even if they're good punches. Um, it, It really takes a lot of energy to manage a company or a business that doesn't have some basic foundational elements to it. So having those in place is critically important. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what can impact the profit of a podcast? Well, if you answered listeners, more and more listeners, that is, then you are spot on. And that's where you can help us out. Rate and review the podcast or share the episodes you find relevant. If you could do one of the two things, that would be great. It would be amazing if you could do both. But regardless, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week.